Hello, 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 hello. Welcome back to the podcast, Biblical Truth Central. I am your host, Brother D, host of Biblical Truth Central YouTube channel, also the host of the blog Thoughts to Reality. Hopefully you have checked me out on all of those different platforms because I am here to spread the truth and the gospel of Jesus Christ. We must preach. We must get on the bullhorn. We must get to the top of each mountain around the world professing the name of Christ so that many, many, many people shall be saved. The Lord commanded us. To go into the world and to preach the gospel to every living creature. Making disciples of men, women, and children around the world. Professing the name of Jesus Christ so that many, many, many individuals can go to heaven. That is the basis of this podcast. So welcome if you are a first time listener. I hope and I pray. That this blesses your heart. You know, if you're new, make sure that you check out other episodes. Um, this should be about episode 35 or 6 by now. Yeah, we're, we're about 35 or 36 episodes in. And, you know, I think it's a blessing, really, because the Lord has put it on my heart to not only tackle the world of YouTube, but tackle the world of the ears as well. Because many people, you know, simply do not have enough time to just sit and watch a 20 minute, 30 minute, 40 minute video, but they have enough time to put some earplugs in and listen. You know, I I didn't realize how important the world of podcasting really is. I think it's more so for the busy on the go individuals. So if I can um, jump into this arena, um, giving the gospel to people, talking about current events with people and trying to get people saved. And I'm just, that's what I'm going to do. Amen. Okay, so um, real quick, you know, before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to, you know, just ask for some prayers because um, if you're in the United States of America, you're probably looking at the Weather Channel. If you see uh, the entire map, you will notice that there's a pretty decent sized hurricane um, headed this way towards Florida. I say this way. Uh, That's exactly where I'm located. I'm actually in the uh, Gulf Coast area. Uh, the Panhandle of Florida, the city of Pensacola. Um, yeah, we have a Category 2 hurricane. Hurricane Sally, I believe. And I don't know if you can hear it or not, but the wind is like roaring outside. It's blowing. It's raining. It's very, very peaceful right now, that is. Um, this storm is moving about two miles per hour. And Honestly, that's very slow, and that is a bit concerning to me because if it is dumping a lot of rain, moving at that speed, the probability for flooding tends to increase. I did not, I did not know that we stayed in a city that floods until about seven years ago when we underwent a horrible, horrible flood. Uh, that happened in my city and it wasn't even a hurricane it was like a really 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 slow system that was moving over and it just dumped a lot of water and streets flooded businesses flooded homes flooded it was just a terrible terrible situation um and it's kind of put us all on edge not really because of the hurricane itself uh because i've been through many hurricanes 
I've been through Hurricane Ivan, Opal. You know, a lot of you may remember Ivan from 2004. Pretty much destroyed Pensacola. Messed up Milton, Florida, Navarre. Um, it just really, really did a number in this part of the, the, the Florida. But um, it's not so much the hurricane that, you know, I'm, I'm concerned about. It's more so the, the flooding, you know. Um, I do not believe that we live, me and my family, I don't believe we live in a flood zone. We used to live in a flood zone. Um, but the location that we are right now, we've been here for about six years and I think that we're okay when it comes to the flood zones, but, you know, but be praying, you know, for the people in this area, because some people do live in flood zones and, you know, they don't have anywhere to go. And I don't know if you have personally been through a hurricane or a flood, but <clears throat> excuse me, let me tell you, um, it can be pretty devastating. You know, just imagine losing everything that you have, your car, your possessions, your your home to the element of water. It's, it's not a good thing. So um, if you would just, you know, keep us in prayer. People, there's some people that are worried around here. You know, we're not worried. Uh, the Bible tells us that, you know, we don't. God doesn't give us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of love, power and a sound mind. You know, he also tells us in the book of Joshua to be of good courage, be brave, you know, depend on the Lord. Um, he will never leave you nor forsake you. And I stand on these verses. I stand on this truth. You know, I, I have several Bibles in front of me right now. I got a Bible, two big Bibles. I have a study Bible. I got another smaller Bible to my right. I have my phone here. I believe this word to be true. I stand on these words that are straight from the Lord to map out my life, to compare my morals. You know, I try to align my lifestyle with God because he has called us to be holy. He has called us to be righteous. He has called us to be set apart from the rest of the world. Amen. In this episode I want to talk about something that is just, <laughs> I don't think it's funny, but it's just an extremely common occurrence. I want to talk about profanity. You know, growing up, we called it cussing, cussing words, cussing. Some other families may say curse words or bad words, but the word profanity is um is the, is basically what I want to focus on you know it's a it roots from the word profane you know profane basically means something that just isn't pleasant you know something that is taboo so thus we have the word profanity um words that just do not sound good you know there used to be a time in 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 the world where at least in America to where you just could not say curse words in public. Like if you said curse words in public, it was a uh, it was enough to get the police called on you. You know, it was just something you didn't do. You didn't curse around. It was two things you didn't do. You didn't curse around children and you didn't curse around women. That was the code of men. Like back in the 50s and the 60s and so, I think things started changing around the 70s. I don't know what happened around that era, but I do know that there used to be a certain amount of integrity 
um, that was upholded in society uh, back in the days. And, you know, even still, you know, you don't you don't really see a lot of people going to the grocery store, just cursing up a storm, dropping F-bombs here and there. You don't really see that too often. Um, I can recall back about four or five years ago, uh, me and my family were in a, a grocery store and this woman, she was on the phone. And she was just dropping F-bombs. I mean, she was loud, too. And people were just turning back and looking at her like, really? Like, are you kidding me right now? I mean, not only are you cursing in public, but you're saying, like, the worst of the worst words, you know, rated R words in public around kids and you know, elderly individuals, and you are a woman, too, like, I don't know, I'm, call me, call me old-fashioned, but, you know, I, I just do not believe that a woman should be speaking that way, I don't believe, this is just my personal opinion, I don't believe anybody really should be speaking that way, but for a woman to talk in such a profane way, it just really, really, it it's like degrading because, you know, women, you're supposed to know better. Us guys, we're the, we're the numbskulls. We're the, we're the, um, the klutz. We're the ones that we need you to keep us, you know, on track. You know, God gave Eve to Adam as a help meet because he knew that Adam needed some help. He knew that Adam needed to be, he needed structure in his life. So he, God gave him Eve to help him with the structure and to help him stay upright and to stay on him whenever she, whenever she saw him falling or getting out of line, she put him back in line. That was it. That, that's the, that's the, the role of a woman. You know, she's supposed to be the man's support. But when you see a woman acting reckless like that and speaking that way, that's just, you know, it's just really sad. It really is, you know. And and when we heard that woman talking that way, it was it was horrible. You know, we were there was a lot of people who were very offended, and I, and I think that it was apparent. You know, once she you know got through the store, and people were you know kind of giving her, you know, the look like, hey, you're gonna have to chill out with that, miss. Okay. Profanity is widely accepted worldwide. No matter what country you live in or what language you speak, profanity is something that is universally accepted. People do not see it as being a big deal. They curse in music. They curse in TV shows. They curse on interviews of sports or interviews in general of celebrities. They curse in music. Most people who carry on conversations, profanity is utilized. It may not be hardcore, but, you know, some of the minor words, and, and you're not going to hear them here. I, I don't really think I have to to repeat those words. I think each and every one of us should know what those words sound like. We should be able to identify those words, um, especially if you're an adult. Please do not tell me you have been living under a rock or your mom and dad sheltered you forever and kept earplugs in your ears to um keep you from hearing curse words i you know what the words are um here in my home you know i have three kids and 
I, me and my wife, we do not use profanity. We don't speak that way um, for two reasons. Number one, we feel that um, it's unnecessary. We can articulate ourselves without without, without the utilization of, of profanity. We don't have to use such words to get a point across. We don't have to use such words to show passion. We just don't have to use those type of words to gain anybody's attention. We choose not to use them. And the second reason we don't use them is because the world has accepted that as being okay. And in the book of Romans, the Bible tells us to be not of this world. That there are certain things that people do in this world that we just should not do. And cursing is one of them. And I can say that. You know, this episode is going to be generally targeted towards my fellow brothers and sisters in Christ out there. You know, Christian saints, talking to the family, talking to you. Am I talking to the world? Am I talking to atheists? Am I talking to Buddhists? Am I talking to Muslims? Muslims, I almost said. (laughs) Muslims. I'm not talking to unbelievers. I'm talking to, you know, my family here, the body of Christ. We have to have this conversation. We have to. Because there are people who are self-professing Christians who are utilizing profanity. That I know personally, that I see um, on YouTube, I see in real life. I'm like, I can't believe that this person said that they believe in Jesus and they are saved, but they are cursing. How does that work? What does that look like? I mean, how are you not feeling the conviction of the Holy Spirit um, every time you say these words? I've had people tell me, you know, it's not a sin to curse or, you know, there's nowhere in the Bible that says you can't curse. Or I'm not I'm not going to go to hell because I'm cursed. I, I, you know, I, every excuse under the sun. You know, I've heard, uh, I hear it all the time. Like there's always some sort of justification for somebody utilizing words that are unnecessary. Again, if you are a Christian, I do not believe that you should be using profanity. I don't. If you are truly saved, so now, now this is probably going to make some people mad. You may agree. You may disagree. It's okay. But I'll, I'll tell you why I feel this way. If you are truly saved by the blood, the precious blood of Jesus Christ, if you truly have his Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit of God dwelling within you, truly There is no way that you would be able to utter such horrible, vile words without him chastening you, without him slapping you upside your head, without him rebuking you. There's no way. That you would not be able to feel that if you are truly saved, that is. Now, I know some people are going to be like, well, I'm saved. Who are you to judge? You can't tell me that I'm not saved because I say some words. Well, let me ask you a question. 
Why do you curse? Answer that question. Why? The second question I would ask you is, can you stop? Are you able to stop? Nine out of ten people, I'd say ten out of ten people, cannot stop cursing on their own. They can't. They can't. Let me go ahead and give you a, a small testimony. I remember when I was about 16 or 17 years old, you know, I I didn't like cursing at all. I just didn't like to use profanity. But I hung around, you know, other kids, other young boys. Pretty bad crowd. Or I, I wouldn't say bad, bad, but they just had they just had some um they were they were a bad influence in certain ways. You know, they weren't like gangsters or anything like that. Um and they used curse words very, very often. And they would always tell me, man, why, why don't you curse? Why are you always trying to be a goody two-shoe? You know, why don't you just say this word, say that word? We know you want to say it. Just say it. Say it. And they would always try to egg me on, and I just wouldn't say it. I wouldn't. Um, there was, I, I was in a relationship with a young lady, and... You know, we were together for about maybe six months or so. And um, it was one of the more serious relationships I had been in uh, when I was in high school. And, you know, we we ended up eventually breaking up and it hurt me a lot, like a whole lot hurt me. And I remember being so hurt and full of just anger that. You know, I began utilizing profanity. And the more I used it, the I actually felt good. I felt like I was um, getting some rage out. I felt like I was alleviating pressure. Um, all of the words that I used that, that I would that were forbidden, not, that I used to want to say, but I didn't say, well, I was saying all of it all day, every day. And my friends were like, yeah, yeah, that's what we're talking about. You're finally coming along. You're not soft anymore. You know, you see how people look at profanity like, oh, you soft if you don't per- if you don't curse. And you're you're tough or you're cool if you do. That's just the, the, the twisted, wicked mentality of society, you know. And, and by the way, I'm not really friends with, I'm not friends at all with any of these guys. You know, we've all just kind of gone our separate ways. You know, I've decided to follow the Lord and the rest of them. Um, I really don't know how they're doing, but from what I do know, they're not, they haven't found Jesus yet. Um, and I really hope that they do. I urge them that they do. Um, as I grew older, you know, there were times that, you know, I used to try to, to stop utilizing profanity, but I just couldn't do it. Um, there was just no way I could stop doing something like that because, um, it had been embedded into my vocabulary. It had been embedded into my mind. Uh, to just say things, you know, I didn't even, th- I didn't think twice about it. There was no conviction. There was nothing telling me that this was wrong. So I just said what I said. Nobody ever tried to correct me. Nobody um, tried to say that, hey, you shouldn't be talking like that. Most of the people that I was around um, also utilized the language. So it was really nowhere telling me that I shouldn't be doing this. When I came to Christ at about 26 years old, um, I got saved and profanity 
was one of the first things that God delivered me from. He delivered me from saying curse words. I used to keep track of, you know, when I would, how long I would go without cursing. And <laughs> I used to be like, man, it's been a month since I've said this and that. Oh, it's been two months. Oh, it's been X amount of years. I used to keep track. I just, I don't remember anymore. The only thing I know is that Jesus Christ delivered me from, from profanity. And if it wasn't for him, I would still be speaking that way because, you know, I can do nothing on my own accord. I, I have no power. I have no, no control. Only God has the power to deliver us from sin, to deliver us from addictions. He, he has that type of power. And the Holy Spirit of God that dwells within me will not allow me to utilize such words anymore. Um, I'm just at a point in my life where I don't feel I have to talk that way. I just do not feel I have to talk that way. And I feel that that is a testimony on, on my end to give the people. And it's also an attribute of Christ in me. You know, a lot of people... You know, that, that say they're saved, but their works and their actions say otherwise. Um, Jesus said it best, you know, many, many profess to, to love me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Which means that, you know, there's, there's Christians out here who say that they love God. They say that they love Jesus. They go to church, but they're doing things that are contradictory to the word of God. They're doing things that put you know, Jesus is named the shame. You know, there are people who say they love God and they still partake in fornication. You know, they still have sex outside of marriage. They still, um, they still may do things like get drunk or party. They still may partake in, sp in secret sins. They still may use profanity. You know, all of these things that we as believers should not be doing. I always love to tell people that we are not just Christians, but we are ambassadors of Christ. We're ambassadors of Christ, which means we represent him. We represent the Lord here on earth. And if we're going to represent Jesus, we need to make sure that... Everything that we do, all of our actions, all of our words, how we carry ourselves, even how we dress, represent him in the best way possible. So that goes for the way that we speak. There's a song, one of my favorite songs, it always brings tears to my eyes. So it's a song by the Christian singer Colton Dixon. And the name of it, the song is Let Them See You and Me. And basically, you know, the song is talking about he's, he's praying to the Lord to shine through him so that people can see him. That when people look at him, they don't see Colton Dixon. They see Jesus. When 
When people hear him, they don't hear Colton Dixon, but they hear Jesus. They see the Holy Spirit of God working through him. And I love that song so much because it is like an anthem for me. Because that's exactly how I want people to view me. I want people to, when they hear me speak and they have ears to hear, they can literally hear God speaking to their spirit. That when they see me and how I act and how I talk and how I treat other people and how I treat my family, I want them to see Christ in me. Because I am an ambassador for the Lord and I don't want to do anything that takes away from him. I don't want to say anything that puts him to shame. Because when people look at you and they can tell that there's something different about you, they will begin to ask questions. They will begin to take notice. This individual that I'm looking at is not as unlike anybody I've ever seen. That is what a Christian should be aiming for. And if you are a believer out there who is cursing and you're just saying all kind of filthy things, nasty jokes, um, vulgar language, profanity, if you're saying these things, nobody's going to believe that you're a Christian. It makes you look hypocritical. In fact, you do the kingdom of God a disservice. Because you're speaking like the world speaks. The Bible says that anyone who is a friend of the world is an enemy of God. Be not of this world. Partake in not any of the things that the world condones. The Bible tells us to be ye holy, for I am holy. Be set apart. The world uses profanity. So we, as Christians, should not use profanity. This is for you people out there who like to justify you the way that you speak. This is for you people out there who like to say, well, the Bible, there's no commandment that says that thou shalt not say the F word. Thou shalt not say the B word. Thus saith the Lord, thou shalt not use profanity. No, you're not going to see that in the Bible. But did you hear what I just said? God commanded us to be not of the world. Does not the world use profanity? Absolutely. God wants to separate the sheep from the goats, the wheat from the barley, his children from the children of the enemy. Why in the world would you talk like the enemy? Why in the world would you talk like the world and, and call yourself a child of God? How dare you? Do you need everything to literally, literally be written out for you, for you to obey God? Like we have enough sense, I'm sure. I am sure that we have enough common sense to understand that using curse words is not something that God would want us to do. If you can't figure that out, then there is literally something wrong with you. And I'm not trying to sound mean, but I have to be bold sometimes because some people need to hear this. 
Why is it we don't want our kids using curse words? Why? Why is it when something on TV is is saying um, is using specific words, explicit language, that we ask our kids to just to walk out the room? Because we don't want them to hear it. We want them to guard. We want to guard their ears, right? We want them to keep their purity, right? Well, God wants us to be pure too. One of the one of the most ridiculous things I have heard is people say that profanity is adult language. What is adult language? What does that mean? Oh, I'm 18. I can say these six, seven words now. <laughs> this is adult lingo. I'm an adult now. That doesn't make you an adult. God wants us to be pure. Just like we want our kids to be pure. You know why? Because he's our father. Just like you are maybe a father or a mother to your child and you want your kids to be pure. God the father wants you to be pure too. And there's no way in the world you can convince me that he is okay with filthy language. Absolutely not. Amen? It's time to wash some mouths out with, with some holy soap. If it's somebody out there that's struggling with profanity, let me tell you something. I just gave you a testimony. God can take it away from you if you want it gone. If you want it gone, he can take it. You should want it gone. Don't you want to represent the Lord the best way as possible? Don't you want to represent God? Don't you want to be an ambassador for Christ? Don't you want people to see Jesus in you? Do you really think that I would listen to somebody who drops F-bombs um, every couple minutes and, and I can see Jesus in them? Or I could just see the Holy Spirit running off this person's tongue because he's effing this, effing that. Yeah, I'm going to like walk the other way because your mouth gives me a headache. If you want it taken away, he can do so. I'm going to read a couple of scriptures here, okay? I'm going to try not to read too many, but it, this is just something for you all to meditate on. Colossians 3.8 says, But now you must put them all away. And to, and to put something away means to stop, folks. It goes on to say, Anger, wrath, malice, slander, an obscene talk from your mouth. Obscene talk from your mouth. Mm. Things that you should not be saying, people. You should put it away. Ephesians 4.29. This is one of my favorites. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths. But only such as is good for building up. As fits the occasion, that it may give grace to the hearer. Mm. Listen, no corrupt communication should come out of your mouth. Anything that you say should have the ability to build somebody up, not tear somebody down, not make somebody feel bad, not poison somebody's mind. Cursing poisons people's mind. Amen. James 3.10 says, from the same mouth come blessings and cursing. My brothers, these things ought to not be so. Woo. That's a, that's, a, that's a really good one. That's a really good one. You should not be speaking 
holy and righteous and then the next day you're talking like an explicit hip-hop album it the, the contradiction is it is extremely confusing stop with the lukewarmness you can't do both let me read one more ephesians uh, 5 4 says let there be no filthiness nor foolish nor crude joking which are out of place but instead let there be thanksgiving period point blank folks that's self-explanatory no filthy talking no foolish talking no crude joking that's out of place is that good enough for you people out there that say well there's no there's nowhere that says you can't curse in the bible what what does that say ephesians 5 4 go look it up what does that say my question is this, now that, you, now that I've told you the truth, now that I've given you something to think about, what are you going to do? Assuming that you're somebody who's struggling with this. Now, now, if you're somebody out there who's not struggling with this, uh, hallelujah, amen, God bless you. Maybe you can share this with somebody that you know struggles with profanity because that, that, that needs to stop. It needs to stop. Cursing has no place in the kingdom of God. Do you think they curse in heaven? And if you don't think so, then maybe you shouldn't be doing it either. It's time to repent. It's time to repent and come out of that. I know I said I was going. I know I said that was going to be the last one. I'm, I'm just looking at this other verse, Second Timothy two sixteen. But avoid irrelevant babble calls it babble things that don't make sense for it will lead people into more and more ungodliness oh my gosh this just keeps getting better and better vain talking irrelevant babble will lead people into more and more ungodliness i mean again here's another question is talking filthy going to build people up or is it going to break them down is it going to make them godly or is it going to make them ungodly what is it going to do is it going to build up their spirit or is it going to break down their spirit what are you doing for the body of christ what is your job are you doing the body of christ a disservice or are you building it up with your language think about that for a second Amen. Everyone will be held accountable for everything that they do on this earth when they stand before the throne of God. Amen. God bless each and every one of you. Thank you for tuning in to this episode. Sorry, I got a little intense, but I get pretty passionate about this subject because I know for a fact that God can deliver somebody from this because he did it for me. And if you want to be delivered from it, then I suggest you get on your knees and you repent and ask him to take it away from you. It might not be immediately, but he will do it if it is sincerely something that you want. Amen. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast, folks. Also, look me up on YouTube at Biblical Truth Central videos i upload videos sometimes i upload once a week um once a day sometimes twice a day it really depends what the lord puts on my heart uh we are living in a very very urgent time period right now so um yeah god is speaking loud and clear to his children and those of us who are being obedient are putting out messages as fast as possible um there's just very little time left 
So this is the time to be getting yourself right, get your house all right, get yourself right, dust yourself off, come back before the Lord and let him use you. Amen. God bless y'all again. Thank you for tuning in. Um, be sure to also visit my website, www.biblicaltruthcentral.com. Share this podcast with a loved one or a friend or on your social media platform. If it is a blessing to you, let it be a blessing to somebody else. Amen. I'll see y'all in the next episode. God bless. Take it easy and peace. Remember to keep us in prayer for this hurricane.